welcome to Australian Women Preach, a podcast that aims to raise women's voices in preaching the gospel. Our intention is to model the church we want to be, inclusive, diverse and welcoming. Brought to you by WATAC, Women and the Australian Church and The Grail in Australia. Reverend Dr. Christine Redwood is the lead pastor at Seaforth Baptist Church. She recently completed her PhD in preaching, the Old Testament, and feminist hermeneutics. Christine loves being creative and is passionate about communicating God's story with others. Today I'm preaching on Luke 12, 32 to 48. I didn't want to at first. I had some serious concerns about these two parables found towards the end of Luke 12. I know it's Jesus telling these stories, and so maybe I shouldn't say that. But these are stories about slaves. A lot of translations soften the word, and they use the word servant instead. Luke 12, 35. Be dressed ready for service and keep your lamps burning. Burning as you wait for your master to return from his wedding celebrations. It will be good for those servants whose master finds them waiting when he comes. Servants or slaves waiting. Slaves are common in the ancient world and had little agency. They are people who are owned by other people, which means they are kind of disposable, exploited, almost a commodity to do the work to benefit the one who controls them. For those who are not slaves, their eyes will almost skim over their bodies, barely notice that they are there, barely consider them, unless they're not doing the work they should be doing. It's not shocking or surprising to see blows fall on their bodies. Flogging, sexual abuse, torture, it's all possible. Violence keeps people in line. And that's the master's prerogative, right? Yet Jesus calls those who want to be his disciples to identify with the slave, ready for service, lamps burning, as you wait for the master to return. This is a strange position to occupy and one that for some of us we might not be used to occupying. Do you know what it's like to not have power? Eyes skimming past and over your body as if it didn't exist? Blows falling down? Some of us do. Women have often found themselves with little agency. For a long time, women were considered a man's property, an object he could own and do what he liked with. Things have changed in our society, but those gendered expectations, they run deep, don't they? Many women know what it is to do most of the domestic work, responsible for cleaning and washing, keeping the lamps burning attentive to others and meeting their needs. And women also unfortunately know about violence. Domestic violence is still alarmingly high, along with rape and other forms of sexual violence. It's not surprising or shocking to see blows fall on women's bodies. Of course, this is what makes these parables so uncomfortable. When you stay with them, when you identify with the slave, it starts 
to get you thinking about the history of slavery, which we are still reckoning with, how the colour of our skin divided and can still divide people. It seems like our default position can be to dehumanise those not like us, our eyes skimming past bodies. We categorise those who are disposable, ripe for exploitation, a commodity to do the work beneath us. And those who deserve dignity, respect, power and authority. Now, before we wiggle out of this uncomfortableness and say, well, that's in the past, we've moved on. I think we need to ask the question, have we? Have we really moved on? There are still workers exploited, people trafficked, Women forced into marriage or forced into sexual exploitation. Children labouring instead of in school. People stuck in debt bondage. They can never escape, toiling away to make the commodities we enjoy. Our food, our clothing, our technology passes through their hands and our eyes skim past, ignoring the blows to their bodies. Jesus has been teaching to the crowds. He's been teaching about who God is and what it means to be a disciple. And as it comes now to the end of this great teaching, he gives these two parables where Jesus puts the slave front and center. He says, be dressed, slaves ready for service, keep the lamps burning. I have good news for you. The master is coming and he is not what you are expecting. When he comes, he's going to dress like a slave. He's going to identify with the slave and serve the slaves. He'll invite the slaves to the table where they can relax and eat while he will wait on them. The roles will be reversed. Be ready any moment now. This will take place. How extraordinary is this vision? Peter, one of Jesus' disciples, listening to this parable, though, is confused by such a twist. He's not sure who Jesus is speaking to, the crowd, the slaves in the crowd, him? Like, who is this story for? Maybe you've wondered the same thing. Jesus answers by telling a second story about a slave who has a little bit more power than the other slaves. He kind of serves as a manager in charge of the other slaves where the master is away. He's meant to look out for them, give them their food allowance. But Jesus warns that the manager starts to think, oh, my master is taking a long time coming and begins to beat the other slaves, raining blows onto their vulnerable bodies, taking their food and drink for himself. Well. When the master returns, the manager will be punished, cut off, cut into pieces. If the manager for some reason didn't realise what the master would wish, he might suffer a few blows, but the punishment will be less severe. Now, all this talk of beating wouldn't have made Peter flinch. I mean, this is what happened to slaves. This is what is expected. This is what makes me want to turn away from this parable. Why is Jesus talking about beatings and people being cut up? Maybe he's trying to get Peter's attention. Jesus is calling Peter to identify with this slave. Maybe he does flinch after all. The second parable, I think, is a warning for those who have agency and power and knowledge about God and God's ways. 
to think carefully about how you will use such power. By confronting and bringing back the word slave into these parables and identifying with the slaves, I started to see Jesus doing what he so often does, taking something familiar and known in his world like slavery and subverting it. Be dressed, ready for service, and keep your lamps burning, burning as you wait for your master to return from his wedding celebrations. It will be good for those slaves whose master finds them ready, even if he comes in the second or third watch of the night. I don't know what you need to hear today. The first parable Jesus tells is in many ways a story about something new breaking in the world. He's talking about who God is. He's talking about himself, what it means to be the son of man. And it is startling. Jesus is not what people are expecting. He is preparing his disciples for his leaving and promising his return, promising reversal. Jesus' eyes do not skim past you. Maybe you need to hear this. The son of man, Jesus, he sees you. Jesus sees those at the bottom of the social order. He sees those who are exploited and mistreated. And he wants to give them, give you a seat at the table. You are welcome. Jesus, as he comes to the end of his teaching, is preparing his disciples for his death, for what lies ahead. And he's saying, don't despair, but be ready, for the death will not be at the end. There will be an absence for a time, but when the master returns, there will be disruption. All the old social divisions will fall apart. When the master returns, like like a thief coming in the night, the slave and the master will eat together. Okay, you might think, nice, I guess, something to look forward to in the future. But what about now? Are we just meant to toil away as slaves in the meantime? Well, that's what the second parable is for. And maybe this is what you need to hear. It is speaking about living in the world now. In the meantime, Jesus suggests we'll be held to account for how we live. If we know that in Jesus' eyes, every person has worth, every person is welcome to his table. If we know that people are not disposable or objects to be used. If we know that every person is loved by God and God sees them and comes to serve us. That should change the way we live now, shouldn't it? Especially for those of us with power and agency and knowledge of who Jesus is. We have a responsibility to care for those who are vulnerable. In fact, having identified ourselves with the slaves might move us even further. So we say this whole system of slave and master is not right. There shouldn't be any slaves in our world. Nobody should be exploited. No more blows raining down on another person's body. We will stand with the least and seek to share our power, advocate, look to change things, sit at the table and welcome others to join us. This is what a disciple of Jesus does. We light our lamps and stand with those who have no agency as we wait. We serve. We lift up. Jesus is coming. Let us be prepared. You have been listening to Australian Women Preach, brought to you by WATAC, Women and the Australian Church, and The Grail in Australia. 
You can find out more about WATAC at WATAC, W-A-T-A-C, and The Grail at grailaustralia.org.au. The music in this podcast is from the song Truth, from the album Into Silence, by songwriter, musician, theologian and teacher Danielle Ann Lynch. You can hear the full version on Spotify. Spotify.